I'm Danny. And I'm Damika. And we're biracial unicorns. The Minnesota so time. I'm so hungry. <laughs> and that's the collective sound of people like doing their their bingo cards. Yes. Like Danny or D'Amika mentioning how hungry they are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just I was just like, I just need to be real with everyone right now. I'm just like, I'm I'm so so hungry, but it's summer and you don't want to eat anything real. You know what I mean? I feel that. I feel that. I I'm like so anti cooking. Like I I I at any option, I'm just like I don't want to turn on the oven. I don't even want to turn on the stove. It is too hot. <laughs> oh, I miss Southwesterners just getting it. Just getting it. Like either I will cook whatever we're gonna eat in the morning. The first thing when I wake up in the morning, I will make breakfast and dinner at the same time. So my my house will not overheat or we are getting creative. Girl, we had salad week like two weeks ago. I'm so thankful that my little my little one will eat a salad because, girl, that oven was not coming on for love nor money. We were going to have to we were going to have to forage for our meal. <laughs> All right, I guess before I mention the topic, because now I've, I've what's your go to summer meal? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think just lots of salads. I'm all about a salad. Mm. Like because I don't want anything heavy. I want something that's cold and I want something I don't have to cook. So mm. salad. Perfect. I'm How about bad. you? I do enjoy salad. I love a panzanella salad, like the bread salad. It's like you'll get like a stale bread and you'll rip it up with like tomato and onion and feta and olives. And literally Mariah and I will sit there and just eat a bowl of that. Um, But I've gotten really into doing like a peanut, a cold peanut noodle dish, girl, Mm. like where I do not want to cook. I literally just like boil some noodles, throw it under cold water and do like, like a peanut sriracha sesame sauce. It takes like 10 minutes. With yeah. some cucumber. Done. Yeah. Go I'm to. it. Mm-hmm. It's not too shabby. But I don't know. There is no good leeway into this. I just realized I did not set myself up well. I thought for <laughs> sure it was going to be food related. <laughs> no, I did not. It's the heat, you all. I promise you. All right, I want to do a 10-minute timer, which I should have done off mic. My heavens, you all. It's the heat. It's the heat. I, oh, thinking of New Mexico, the weather, it's hot. There we go. I'm leading into it. And there was a famous person that passed away, unfortunately, in July, and they were living in Silver City, New Mexico at the time. Here we go. It's going to be the beautiful Nichelle Nichols, who played Ohura. On Star Trek, and she I, passed away. I had no idea she lived in Silver City. Yeah, she lived in Silver City. So I thought, I know we've talked about Star Trek more and more, more, but I thought we would just spend just 10 minutes and just give some some love for this amazing woman, this amazing character. And of course, any excuse to talk about Star Trek with you, honestly. So <laughs> 10 minutes. There we go. Yeah, she was... 89. Wow. Wow. I know. I know. Absolutely crazy. 
preparing for this episode, there was nothing necessarily new outside of, oh, that's a lie. Did you know that her and Gene Roddenberry were involved yes. before she? Yes, Girl, I heard that. I've heard the that. T- the tea, the absolute tea. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but I didn't, it's not that I learned anything necessarily new about her in prepping for the show, but I think it's like looking at the lifespan of her work as more people are talking about it and like one secession is like, mm. this is like an amazing body of work for someone who's just say, Oh, they did a sci-fi show for some Trekkies. Do you know, I think it's, it's inspiring to us who do like a podcast who do that of like how important being there and the springboard that it can, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we've, we've talked about her particular importance before. Um, but I think it's, we can't say it enough how important she is and how important Star Trek is. <laughs> um, I, I am not an original series person. I've not seen all the original series. Um, and, uh, but I, I recognize it as important in the legacy of <laughs> Um, and now as I've been watching Strange New Worlds with Mike, I have really started to groan to love Uhura because she's a character in that, in that one. And it, it makes me feel like the warm and fuzzies, of course, for Nichelle Nichols. Like, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg has talked a lot about Mm -hmm. the of that character and how, you know, like excited she was to play Guinan because of that character and because like that was the character that inspired her to be an actress um and i think it's it's easy to forget like how revolutionary a lot of a lot of things about the original star trek were not only like uhura being this like brilliant officer um you know, working on, like, wor- working directly with the people making the decisions, you know, and just like the the first the first interracial kiss, right? Like mm-hmm. that's a big thing that is talked a lot about, and I think it's like near and dear to our hearts here at Biracial Unicorns. It really is. I mean, the fact that she was the the chief of communications on board, yeah. right? And I, I I don't know if we talked about it in last time that we talked about Star Trek, but it's you know it's it's not it's very common knowledge that Martin Luther King Jr. convinced her to go back and play this role after she mm-hmm. wanted to leave after one season because mm-hmm. her role gave so much dignity, right? to to people of color because up till then you know and the even up to the late 1960s black women were servants right and so there was i was watching like a documentary ages ago so i'm i'm probably going to butcher this but one of the creators talked about what was so beautiful about star trek is like we are all going to the stars Mm-hmm. And I thought just that that saying of just is so hopeful. And we even touched on this a little bit in uh, Wakanda Forever of just looking at the future and seeing what the forefront looks like. And it looks like, you know, people talking about color doesn't matter. It's like it's it's just celebrated and included. It's not that they probably did notice that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's like next to her, next to a Klingon, next to an alien. It's just like. You know, they are they are skilled. She has she has depth. And I know there's some people who've talked about the the newer series where she's included saying that they've given her a lot more of a, a arc. And it just feels like they're kind of doing a little bit of the Aurora 
character justice by going a little bit deeper. Would you agree? I have not seen it yet. So I'll be really interested to hear what you think of it. Yeah, no, I think Uhura is amazing in Mm -hmm. um, Strange New Worlds. She's definitely like a really great character and you see like the complexities of her, but you also see like just how brilliant she is. Um, and and unlike everyone else who is on board at that point, because she's an ensign, right? And she's, um, it is not her dream to be in in Starfleet. Like that isn't, you know, everyone else is like, we're living our dream, yay! And she's like, I don't know if this is what I want. Um, Ooh, I like which that. is really interesting for a character. Oh, I'm so excited to to dive into that. I, I think what I also really enjoy about um, how uh, Miss Nichols played her character, I guess it's I'm more impressed of what she did afterward. Right. Mm-hmm. So she was a talented singer dancer into her own right. And she written, you know, um, a biography about it and her work with NASA, which is one of the things that you're taking the the work that you have done on screen and making it applicable and blending in those worlds, right. Of like the science fiction and reality and saying, if we want to see everyone in the stars, we have to get them there. So her work with NASA and using her platform, even if some people say it's nerdy, right. It's supposed to be niche and being able to acquire some of the first women, the first black man, the first black woman in space. And it's just like, how's that for a resume talking about like setting up for the generations, you know, what I mean it's just it's so inspiring of what am I doing with the platform that I have been given no matter how big small or niche and I think that's what she stands for you know as you know that kiss meant a lot within it you know but I think it's that work that she did afterward that was so uh I just I appreciate her very, very much. And I think as you're saying as I get older and the more I experience the world you're like wow you think the world should have been a lot further along in the late sixties. Yeah. <laughs> but it yeah. wasn't. It really, really wasn't. No, it wasn't. And um it was, you know, it was something that to go back to that kiss for a second, it was something like hot on the tail of <laughs> of loving. Um and like twenty percent of Americans did not approve of interracial or twenty only twenty percent of Americans approved of interracial relationships. Like it was it was a risky move um mm-hmm. for for them to do that. And yeah, she was an actress and yeah, like <laughs> it ultimately probably wasn't even her decision. But um I think you're right that it does speak volumes to her as a human of how she continued to use that platform. Um, And yeah, being part of like a recruiting thing for NASA, like might feel very minimal in terms of work, but then you have to like, look at the, Mm -hmm. the, the ripples that come exactly and and that's that's i'm so glad to use that word because i had that written down of like her ripple effect Mm -hmm. her reach is amazing it's all inspiring if you see it and even still till today there's people she's still inspiring to look at the stars Mm -hmm. you know it's a math engineering science and you know we talk about representation but just influence like that's that's beautiful yeah you know 
once again, because she had passed, there was a lot of people putting their two cents and doing remembrance biography. And for the most part, also very positive. There was one girl, I wish we would have watched this together. This one guy, he talked about how the kiss actually didn't get that much blowback. Like, that's what he's talking about. He's supposed to be this TV historian guy, whatever. And uh, he's talking about, it didn't get that much blowback. It wasn't that big of a deal. And of course, just looking back, it was a mile marker in history. And I'm just like, okay, they were worried about it being shown in Southern states, but whatever. You're right. Let's say it's not a big deal. The wording. Now, this is this is 2022 to show you how far we've come as far as like representation in, in TV. He was saying that people did not necessarily question Nichols' presence in there because she just looked and act the part of a intelligent, articulate leader. Like you just believed that she could. And the way he was saying it sounded like a comp, like he thought it was a compliment, not saying she is intelligent. not sound like a compliment. (laughs) In in his mind, he thought he was serving it, honey. I'm going to have to send it to you, girl. He was literally sitting there just been like, you just believe that she was this intelligent lieutenant. You just believe. I'm like, no, how about she is? Like, she is smart. She is intelligent. And that came through. People got to see this successful, confident, fierce, athletic, multi-talented black woman who actually, I guess she's, she's a mixed kid, you know, like yeah. they got to see her. They, that, that red that came through, not like she portrayed it. She kept using the word. She pulled it off. She just was like, this is 2022. And we still think that it's like, she, Oh, There we go. Sorry. That she somehow pulled, she just pretended well enough for white audiences to accept that she could actually be the head, the lieutenant of communications. And so it's like, my gosh, even though we've come so far, there's still just so much to go, you know? Yeah. Well, it's (laughs) it's very dismissive of the stereotypes and... Um, just the thing she had to overcome to make people believe this, right? Like mm-hmm. the fact that he's even using that framing communicates that there, there were stereotypes, there are stereotypes in place. And the fact that she was a woman, she had to work harder. The fact that she's black, she had to work harder. Like these are, are things we still talk about today. And, uh, this was the 60s <laughs> like you know it's mind-blowing that people think that that's i don't know mm. i don't know but i i appreciate it there is of course if anyone listening wants to do more i mean there's so much beautiful information out there uh, there was a really um it was a lovely like drunk history one about her uh, there's a beautiful biography she has herself biography in there as well there's several tributes to her if you want to go down a rabbit hole on youtube go for it because it's worth it and hearing her talk about her own words about her journey and her work with nasa is so is oh it just gets you juiced and this is from someone who's not like a space head right but it's just so inspiring that she wasn't looking forward as far as like the movement for black people and for black women she was looking mm. up and i'm just mm. like dang girl how do i start looking up more in my in my journey you know oh uh gets me juiced yeah oh what a fun topic thanks for bringing her up um yeah just Star Trek is great. I love Star Trek. I know. I know. I'm going to ask you a billion questions off mic. (laughs) (laughs) About Strange New World. 
All right, y'all. We'll be back next week with a preview of our new format. So keep an ear out for a trailer next week, and then we'll be back with a mini-sode in two weeks. Yes, keep an ear out. I'm excited. All right, y'all. Peace. Out. Out.